Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platon. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. It's the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. I like... I like the pinch hitting thing that we've got going on. Two times this week we get to talk. You're kidding me. Two times after big wins, too. The Oilers knocking off the Colorado Avalanche 6-4 last night, getting goals from the usual suspects. Nuge with a pair, Dreisaitl with one, McDavid with another, and then a couple unusual suspects, a nurse and Brodziak. It was a, a game in which they ultimately needed five. They got six. And they're winning in different ways under Ken Hitchcock, which is very encouraging. 
Here's how you get a hold of us. Call us on the Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. That's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. 5440 at the River Cree on December 29th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can also text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. You think all dealerships are the same? Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. You can get us on Twitter. The show is at Oilers Now. I am at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with two E's. And Bob, of course, is at Bob Stoffer. Coming up on today's show, we will check in with Bob in uh, about 10 minutes or so. We'll talk about his thoughts on the game last night and uh, provide you the injury update on Oscar Kleffbaum as current as we have, which was uh, acquired in the post-game interview last night with Ken Hitchcock. Hockey Night in Canada's Craig Simpson going to come aboard at 12.35. At 105, we'll hear from Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press. He'll tee up the uh, Oilers and Jets tomorrow night. And then we'll hear, uh, once again, we'll check back in on the World Junior A Challenge in Bonneville, this time with uh, color commentator Dave Dawson, not coming up at 1.35. So I think we should uh, dive right into it. As I mentioned, 6-4 win over Colorado. Miko Koskinen, another stellar performance in net through at least the first probably 35 to 40 minutes. I think that he would even agree on that. He is coming up big when he needs to. I like the little bit of flair that he's adding. He made a couple glove saves in the last one, right, on uh, Tyson Jost, who was, what, three feet in front of him, point blank, flashes the leather, and gives it the old uh, reach around, selling it a little bit harder than he maybe needed to. But that was a that was a top-ranked offense. It was a top-ranked power play for the Colorado Avalanche, and the Oilers found a way. And speaking of the power play, the Oilers came into that game, I believe it was an 0-for-17 run in the previous five games on their power play. They went 2-for-3 last night, another positive sign. Really like uh, what what they've got going on there. And again, for me, it's the fact that they're winning in different ways. They can beat a team one nothing if they need to, but suddenly, and this is obviously a lot more recently with the Minnesota game on Friday, 7-2 victory there, and then putting up another six spot on Colorado, who does have a questionable defense. I'll say that. I think their defense is constructed very similar to how the Oilers are constructed, where they have a couple of uh, borderline number one defenders, and then after that it drops off significantly. But you need to expose that. The Oilers did. Ken Hitchcock, never short of words, as we mentioned on Monday's show. Let's uh, let's get his thoughts on all the action in the 6-4 win last night in Colorado. They're a heck of a hockey club. Obviously, at home and in altitude, it's a tough go until you're used to it. And I thought we took advantage of the chances we got. Our goaltender was our best player, which if you're going to win in this building, he has to be. Uh, he got a little bit tired in the third period and uh, got a little bit deep in the net, and that's to be expected. I thought... I thought he played really, really well in the first half of the first period, and then we played really well in the second in the second half and all of the second period, and uh, and then we kind of held on a little bit in the third, took a couple of poor penalties, and hurt us a little bit there. So overall, when you win on the road, and especially in this building against that team, that that team is arguably one of the best teams in the Western Conference. That's that's a real good feather in our cap. We're inside the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear. Times are tough. Direct deals are tougher. Save 25% in store on workwear all December long. So Hitchcock with some good things to say. Uh, it wasn't a complete effort, I don't think, by the team last night. I don't think anybody playing for the team would uh, 
would buy into that concept either. But one thing that is starting to crop up for this team, and it's a good thing, is secondary scoring. Here's Ken Hitchcock. Well, I think uh, you saw a lot of nurse because Clefbaum got hurt. And, uh, um, you know, Darnell played a good game, but we need more from other people or else one team's just going to get marked at home and or on the road, I mean, and it's going to be hard. So we're pushing for more people to to be involved. I don't think we have enough yet. Uh, we're going to need more contribution from more people if we expect to be a playoff team. So we're going to push in that direction. Of course, Darnell Nurse picking up a goal in last night's game, a big howitzer from the point. He actually had the overtime winner, you may remember, when the Oilers played Winnipeg back on October 16th. So building up ahead of steam to come back into that matchup at Bell MTS Place. Perhaps, again, secondary scoring is huge. Now, the Stars, you need them to be your Stars in every game and Nugent Hopkins is hitting his stride a couple goals last night McDavid is McDavid Dreisaitl alongside McDavid continues to produce but Colorado everyone knows the story of their top line as well Miko Rantanen is phenomenal like I know he was a first round pick but doesn't it feel a little bit like he still came out of the woodwork crazy production he had a huge night last night and Ken Hitchcock uh, spoke about the star power on the ice yeah I don't think either team could handle the other team's best players there I don't think they had defense that could handle our guys and we we struggled at times to handle their guys they're world-class players I thought McDavid was dialed in I thought Darcy Seidel got better as it went on I thought we got some real contributions from other guys tonight but overall when you've got star players who are dialed in like that it's hard to defend and when you've got your uh, your number one D-man down, it's hard to defend as well. Oscar Kleffbaum taking a shot off of his hand and uh, before stealing any of Ken Hitchcock's thunder, let's just get to what he had to say in the post-game interviews regarding Oscar Kleffbaum's injury. Uh, he's going to go back to Edmonton for a further evaluation. He's got a hand injury and he's going to be out weeks, not days. So we'll probably have a further evaluation once we get back to Edmonton, but I, I would say weeks. Uh, for sure and then we'll see from there obviously doesn't bode well for the Oilers losing anybody on that back end let alone Oscar Kleffbaum who had been logging the biggest minutes of anybody there that's going to be a that's going to be a tough hole to fill if they have to go four to six weeks let's let's I don't have any insider information. I'll just pull pull the curtain back right now. But assuming it's going to keep him out four to six weeks, let's say, how do they fill that gap? It has to be on Darnell Nurse to step up and play those top line minutes. And then who do you plug into Nurse's spot? We'll check in with Craig Simpson and get get his uh, idea of what may take place. Also, uh, we're going to talk to Bob about what he thinks should happen. But we'll uh, we'll touch base here. Back with the uh, the audio vault and just get the thoughts of the goaltender Miko Koskinen, who had a 25 save shutout going into the second period. He was getting peppered in the first, and he he stood tall, which he's pretty easy pretty easy for him to do. He's six foot seven, six foot nine on skates, and he he looks like it when he makes some of these cross crease glove saves. It's starting to become kind of a trademark for him. He looks every bit the part of a starting goaltender. Here he is on his performance. Uh, I think I played the first 35 minutes, maybe best best of my year. But then the last 25 was got a little bit casual and it, it wasn't that great. And but we're, we're good that we got the win. 
Here you go. 35 minutes worth of great goaltending, and then he got tired. I know Ken Hitchcock likes to say that the altitude in Denver doesn't have much to do with, with the player's fatigue, but traditionally in sports, it's not talked about for no reason. It definitely does have an impact, and... and uh, you know, you see a lot of the time players have to train to play in that altitude if they're going to go there full time or what have you. So, you know what we didn't do, Mr. Dave Campbell? We didn't do the audio recap of the whole game. No, we didn't. We blew right through that. So for those I, saw, of you- I saw it on my run sheet and I'm going, okay, well, he, he, you know, Brendan knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be too quick to assume that. Yeah, you know, just shift number four. You're hosting the show. You want to blow the doors off of it, and uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So, anyway, uh, for those of you who now have a full understanding of why things happened in the game, but maybe didn't get to catch it last night, let's check in with Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer on the call for 6:30, Chad. The Oilers six of seven overall, heading into a road matchup with Colorado. Nurse has it back, turns and fires, save. Barlamov the rebound, score. Kyle Broad. On a juicy rebound, put it upstairs. The Oilers all of a sudden break out three on one. McDavid to dry settle back to McDavid and he Come missed on. him. And Edmonton comes up with nothing on a three on one. McDavid right circle back to Nugent Hopkins. A shot score. Power play goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins set up by McDavid. Jadish in front. Nugent Hopkins shoots and scores three now. Dry settle down the left wing. Open McDavid shoots and scores. Four nothing. Connor Mc. Brandon, right wing shot score. And Koskinen beat blocker side on a bullet from Miko Rantanen. Cassian gained control. Beautiful centering pass. Save Grubauer on Dreisaitl. Rebound score. Leon Dreisaitl in Edmonton. An immediate response. It's 5-1. to one. Centering pass. One-timer score. And Colorado cuts it to 5-2. Right in the slot. Nugent Hopkins back to Nurse. Takes a one-timer and scores. 6-2. Darnell Nurse pounds it home. And now we're going to have a fight. And Matt Benning is going at it with Matt Calvert. And they are trading right hooks back and forth. Calvert lands another right hook, but Benning comes back with a chopping right of his own. Now the helmet comes off, and this time they don't break up the fight. And finally the players tumble to the ice. Off the draw, wrist shot, score. Right over the right shoulder of Miko Koskinen. The side of the Atlantis guy. Centering pass. What a save made by Miko Koskinen on Tyson Jost on a puck ticketed upper right corner. Here's a wrist shot by Ransman. Tipped in by Landis Gog with a minute seven to go. And it's now 6 4. Wasn't a thing of beauty from an Edmonton perspective, but the Oilers get a win, and they do so by the score of 6-4. 6-4 the final there. Uh, apologize for the, the little shuffle up in how we did the audio recap, but there you go. 6-4, the Oilers took down the Colorado Avalanche. Next up will be the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow from Bell MTS Place in Winnipeg. Last time the Oilers were there, it was a 5-4 overtime victory. We'll get Bob's thoughts on uh, last night's game when we return on Oilers Now. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott sitting in for Bob Stoffer today as he uh, is about to travel with the team. We've got him waiting on the phone line here. It's now 1221 in Edmonton. And without further ado, Bob, good to have you on today. Thanks for coming aboard. And uh, just give me your thoughts on the win. Well, obviously, uh, you know, Koskinen played a huge part in the hockey game. I mean, 
Colorado had lots of opportunities in the first, probably the first 25 minutes of the game, and uh, he was just lights out. And you know, to me, it came down to goaltending last. I mean, the Oilers got stops, and Barlamov didn't give the Avs stops, and uh, when Grubauer went in there, it didn't get any better. So it was a, it was a strange game because. I don't think Edmonton deserved to be up 5-1 after two, but they were. And, you know, they had a 6-2 lead with five minutes left in the game, and then they gave up two late ones. So um, a lot of teaching opportunity for head coach Ken Hitchcock. Uh, he's already declared that Cam Talbot will start the next game. Obviously, the injury to Clefbaum is uh, concerning because it's the owner's best defense when he's playing 25 minutes a game. But uh, you know what? Ken improves to 8-2-1, and the owners are now in a playoff spot. And it happens because he gets stops first, and right now that's what Costman's given him. So you mentioned Clefbaum's injury. Uh, took the shot off the hand. You never want to see that uh, in the hand area. I mean, that could be a long, long time potentially. I'm hearing weeks, not days, just from what I read online after the game. What are you hearing? Well, that's what Ken Hitchcock said, right? He said weeks, not days. Uh, there's no place for the puck to go when he gets hit like that, right? Like, you, you know, he... When, when, when you get hit in the glove and the hand is on the stick, it, it further, you know, magnifies the, the injury. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, once, you know, we'll, we'll get some more clarity, I guess, at a different stage. The others will produce something, uh, I don't know, in the next couple of days. Uh, but he's obviously out. I mean, the Ken Hitchcock says weeks, not days. Where we're, You know, they're going to have to make do without him. Um, the unfortunate part of that is it wasn't a great penalty that led to the power play and he got in an awkward spot uh, when he blocked the shot but that's uh, the collateral damage that occurs during the course of the season and there's lots of teams playing right now without their best defensemen I mean Petrangelo's got a, a an injury with St. Louis he's out actually I think it's a hand injury for Petrangelo as well uh, he's out of the lineup till after Christmas Piki uh, Subban's been out for at least 13 or 14 games now for Nashville Anaheim's had you know they don't have Cam Fowler and uh, you got to find ways to survive when you're when you're you know when the top defenseman's out of lineup. So you know the others are. And one of the things I think you might see is you might see Darnell Nurse, uh, and he may remain paired with Russell. I'm not sure that it's automatic that Nurse would move up and play with Larson. Um, but if they keep you know if he, whoever Nurse plays with, my guess is he's going to spend a lot of time playing with Connor McDavid because I think Ken Hitchcock likes what he's seen and sort of a five-on-five cycling that's taken place, a little bit of chemistry uh, between Nurse and McDavid and Drysaddle. That shouldn't surprise, surprise us. I mean, those guys, as you know, Brendan, have spent a lot of time together dating all the way back to the Oilers' working camp in 2015. Is it then incumbent upon, I, it's going to be Nurse stepping up to fill those minutes, I would think, uh, but Matt Benning's going to be the one sliding into the top four role, do you think? Uh, I don't know yet. Um my guess is Garrison will play tomorrow against Winnipeg just because he's played there before, and Winnipeg's got a big, heavy team. And I'll say this about Garrison. He had a tough first 10 minutes. If you recall that game, uh, Adam Lowry, who is at a very pedestrian season, but he was terrific that night. Uh, the, the pairing of Benning and Garrison got victimized on the first two goals. Jason had a couple tough shifts in that game, and then he rallied as the game went on and was actually involved in the game-tying goal that Paul Yarby scored that led to the eventual game winner from Darnell there. So, just because of the heavier presence, I think Garrison's going to play tomorrow. Um, I don't know in terms of what the pairings would be. Like You can make an argument, just keep Gravel with Benny because they played well. 
Or conversely, you could say, you know, uh, well, if you keep Gravel with Benning, then and you, and you decide to play uh, Nurse with uh, uh, keep Nurse with Russell, then Garrison's going to end up playing with Larson, sort of in a defensive pairing. So lots to see, uh, but you know, it's it's interesting because we talked about this on Friday. You know, Minnesota, Calgary, Colorado. Winnipeg is going to be a tough stretch for Edmonton, and so far the Oilers got three wins. So you know, and they've won three different ways. I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to score seven against Minnesota. I will say that I had a guy I talked to occasionally yesterday and thought the Oilers could get six against Colorado because of the goaltending struggles they've had. I certainly didn't see that coming, especially since Colorado got spanked seven-one down in Tampa. But uh, you know, the, the winning streak is what it is. They won seven of the last eight games. They're 17, 12, and 2. They're finding different ways to win. But at the end of the day, for me, Brennan, it all starts with one simple thing. Uh, when Koskinen's in there, they're getting stops early in the game. In the last two games that Calvin's played, he's given them stops too. And so they're going to need that tomorrow night when they get into Winnipeg. Let's talk for a minute about the power play because that was uh, that was a hot topic leading in and how they had been slumping. I believe it was an 0-for-17 stretch that you mentioned yesterday. And then they go 2-for-3 yeah. last night. Did you see some positive signs there? Well, I mean, it was interesting because Clefbaum's on the first unit you know, power play, and then he, I mean, he's a huge loss to the team, and then they get two power play goals, and one of them, Benny, makes a real quick, smart pass uh, to McDavid, who seems one across to Nugent Hopkins, a left shot that beats Varlamov, and that's when you could tell Varlamov was not on his game. Like, that's a one-timer from a right shot on that left side, you know, sort of on the left hash, but the fact that Nugent Hopkins, as a left shot, can beat him to the blocker side there, I would think most goaltenders should have had that shot. And then the shot from the point, you know, you had broad, or you had uh, dry settle provide a little bit of a middle stream there, and that led to led to the goal. So, you know, they were due for a little bit of puck luck. Let's not forget uh, McDavid ripped one off the crossbar against Calgary on the power play on uh, Sunday night. So they finally got a little bit of puck luck and scored a couple goals. And uh, you know, they, they're going to need their power play to get going. they got to, in my mind, uh, you know, a perfect world, they're a top-ten power play the rest of the year. Um, but there's certainly no excuse for them to be a bot. You know, they need to be a top-15 for sure, and that's where they're at uh, today. All right, uh, one final point, and this is just, I don't think it's a major issue for this team necessarily, but it could be as the season goes along, and that is they frequently lose the battle in the face-off circle. And I know it didn't burn them last night, but if they're yeah. playing in these close games, that seems to be something that I'm noticing keeps coming up again and again. This team does not win the battle face-off-wise. Yeah, that's uh, completely comple- completely fair assessment. Uh, uh, you know, they got destroyed last night, but that's two straight games against teams that were, you know, Colorado was the worst team in the NHL going in that game, and Calgary wasn't knocking it out of the park either. And both teams struggled. You know, or both games, the other struggled with power play. They got a, Brendan, that's a fair point. I, you know, you got to have more, uh, you got to have more support uh, from your wingers to win some of those battles. Brodziak gets kicked out quite a bit for a veteran guy. That also is a factor. Um, and you know what? They traded uh, Strom for Spooner, and Strom was only at about 47 or 48 percent as well. But he was a right shot guy, which gave him a little bit different work and some uh, face off. So, valid point, and it is a concern moving forward for me as well. All right. So, uh, what's the travel schedule like? You guys are heading out uh, very soon here. We I would are, think. We are pulling into the airport in Denver here in the next 15 minutes. 
and uh, we'll fly into Winnipeg and land this, this afternoon. And the team will have a morning skate tomorrow. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's, you know, Kajula and Reader. Uh, uh, Zekop did not play a lot uh, yesterday. Uh, Kajula and Reader are both close. I think Kajula might be closer. And, um, you know, they'll have to activate uh, one of those, you know, guys in order to play. So maybe there will be a move later this afternoon. Uh, you know, Cooper Moroni hasn't played a game yet, so you'd have to be, you'd, you know, logic would dictate that if you do make a move, it might be Moroni that's uh, a guy that moves here. So we'll, uh, but I don't know yet. I, and uh, we'll wait for the team to send that out. All right, appreciate you taking the time again, Bob. Safe travels. All right, Brendan, thanks for hosting the show today. So we ran a little long with Bob there. We are going to throw it immediately to a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell when we come back. Hockey Night in Canada's Craig Simpson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.